That was Two Princes by The Spin Doctors. You're listening to BBC Radio 2. It's the Russell Brand Show, and here's your host, I Am. What a fantastic show it's going to be. I'll tell you for why. Here's some, here's some things that are definitely going to happen. Now, Matt Morgan is away on holiday. He is my usual co-host, Mr G, the resident poet laureate of the show. He is here. Hello, G. How are you doing? There was some talk of you being promoted to uh, co-host in the absence of Matt Morgan. Maybe so, but, you know, the Matt Morgan fan brigade will be after me. That talk has come to naught. <laughs> that talk has not been realised because we did ask uh, who would people like to replace Matt uh, if uh, if he did actually go on holiday. I tried to scupper Matt's holiday, obviously, but was unable to. Here's just a selection of some of the emails that we received while uh, in relation to the who should replace yeah. Matt Morgan. Yeah, why don't you read this one out, Mr G, Poet Laureate, Voice okay. of a Generation. Please, 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 in capitals, invite Noel Fielding. I think you two would make an amazing team. Right. This is from Katie Razy. She says she's writing from the Maudsley Mental Hospital. You and Noel Fielding. You and Noel Fielding. You and Noel Fielding. Again, in capitals, it's a theme that's developing. Such a show will be pure oral wonderment. You two are fantastic together. Loving the show as always. Listen to this email. It's from Amy H. Hello, Russell and team, she says. You should definitely have Noel Fielding as Matt Standin. They're here. Here are the reasons. One, Noel has experience of radio work, as there was a radio series of the Mighty Bush. He has got radio experience. He's got the credentials. He's got credentials, too. A lot of your fans like Noel, and a lot of Noel's fans like you. Therefore, you'll be making many listeners doubly happy. That's Three, cross-pollination. Cross-pollination. It's yeah. cross-branding. It's marketing. It's sensible. 3A, you were great together on the big fat quiz of the year, and as that was almost a year ago now, we need some more stuff from the goth detective partnership. Well, there's a lot of reasons here. It all seems that people, look at this more, Noel Fielding, I'd like Noel Fielding, look, please get Noel Fielding, Annie Stanley, Noel Fielding, unfortunately, Noel Fielding is in hospital with a sexually transmitted <laughs> virus. He's unable to attend this. We have got in his lovely stead. Noel Fielding's here. Why would anyone read? Oh, let's announce him, though. Hold on, I've gone to the trouble of getting this bit of music. Please welcome... With that, we're going to use that, are we? Because that's, that's normally associated with Satanism. <laughs> it's cut right, OK. Child... Make it louder, I think, so it sounds more intimidating. Right, if you, I hope you feel intimidated by Karl Orff's music, please welcome, he's not got any sex, sexually transmitted viruses or viruses of any kind, please create atmosphere for actual Noel Fielding from the Mike Bush, he's here! <laughs> Noel Fielding, oh, there he is! Noel, thank you, thank you for coming Hello. here. You're popular on this radio show. I know, amazing. Couldn't so, believe it. Yeah, well, listen to all those. You have to believe it because we didn't go to that much trouble. Even Carl Orff wanted me on the show. Carl Orff says typically that music is associated with devil worship, but <laughs> I'm prepared to make an exception. It's beautiful. I'm here. You poured wasabi on my legs as soon as I got here. That was a beautiful thing. That's a tribute. Uh, what it is, is I've briefly become involved with some triads. <laughs> what they've made very clear to me is when I feel affection for someone, don't spray musk on them, which is uh, what I've been doing. I've got three glands between what, like my uh, balls and anus. Yeah, yeah. And I'll just spray musk, but like with you coming on, I thought, special. Wasabi, make wasabi. a triad tribute. So, Noel, you're going to be uh, doing this radio show with me. In Wogan's Den. This is Wogan's Den. If you smell just beyond the stink of wasabi, there's the aroma 
of Logan's charisma <laughs> hanging in the air. You can still see it, like clouds, can't you? Cloud formations. Clouds, all, look at them. All sort like, of clinging to my form. <laughs> they are. You are emerging from it. You look being, like a Greek god. Being re- wrestled down by Logan's charisma. That, but I think Logan's charisma will be a cloud upon which you can perch, perhaps like monkey magic. Exactly. And you can glide around it. We've got a lot of important things, Noel, so let me get you up to speed with just some of the things that are happening on this radio show. Right. right. <clears throat> People that are listening to us are allowed to ring us on 0500 288 291. If you want to email us, you can. It's at uk. Now, like, we've got some important things happening. A sleep expert, right? <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> Why did, did you laugh at the idea that I said that it was important? You sort of became a teacher. <laughs> a teacher in sort of cowboy boots. <laughs> sort of, yeah, I'm encouraging you. I couldn't take it. No, you're a bright kid. You're a very bright lad. Don't balls this up. It's a good chance for you. This, I stick up for you in the staff room. Yeah. Other teachers say no fielding. He's he's not focused. But I say no. He's got a he's got a bright future. That lad. We're going to speak to a sleep expert. Do you have any difficulties? Is with sleep or dreams? No, not really. I'm like, well, with dreams, yeah. What happens? They're terrifying. Tell me just a brief example of some of the dreams you've dreamed. Oh, I had a really bad dream uh, recently where there was a pink moon circling the usual white moon. Mm. The, you know, your basic moon. Basic standard moon. We all know yeah. that. We all know that. There's no need to There was a pink moon sort of doing a figure of eight around it, and then the actual moon burst into flames. Right. And I was playing tennis, and it all sort of came down, and I heard someone go, Oh, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Once the moon's burst into flame, we're going to have to have a serious look at the way we live our lives. That is it. There's no more after the moon's on fire. Do they mean no more tennis or just no more gravity and some of the other things that will be affected by the loss of the moon? I woke up then. That's what I mean. Shame, isn't it? Ruin my day. It's a real cliffhanger, that. I know. Do you think that we could perhaps induce a part two of that dream? I'd love to. I tried to go back to sleep and get back into it. Yeah. And I had a dream about building a go-kart. It didn't really work out. It doesn't help, does it? Because, you know, what's going to happen? You build the go-kart, you have a race, you win, you lose. It's a conventional narrative. (laughs) The exploding flame moon. We're interested. (laughs) That was gone. I um, I sometimes have dreams that are serialised. Really? Not over consecutive nights, but maybe like it'll go, it'll be a cliffhanger ending. Yeah. A bit like, you know, those books you have for your kid, when your kid it goes, choose your own ending, but yeah. you really think, I'm just going to look at all the endings and yeah. go to the most desirable one through cheating. And pretend that I choose, yeah, that <laughs> Yeah, that I chose it in, oh, a, yeah. in a legitimate way. yourself, really. I'm lying to myself because I'm just there on my own reading, living a lie, the whole book's <laughs> a lie. A lot of those books, it won't even choose your own ending. No, exactly. One of it always warship down. I goes, I want all these rabbits to turn against the dogs and attack it. But so I wrote it in in crayon, but I hadn't captured Richard Adams's writing style. It seemed derivative and lazy. It didn't work, Noel. It's slightly childish. I think, no, I've been, you know me, I'm a spontaneous man. and no. <laughs> Thank you. And like, what I'd like now, because you need to have an item while you're here, that's why your item can be Noel Fielding, Dream Doctor. If you've got any dream inquiries, Noel Fielding will help you. He's got a laboratory. He's a dream weaver. He weaves Help'd dreams. Making a sort of daisy chain of dreams. A lovely daisy chain of dreams. And hanging them off of Wogan's charisma. Hang them off there, it'll be a, a Jungian daisy chain. In the collective consciousness that we all share, We're right there. We're going to get a Polaroid of that and send it to someone. <laughs> we'll send that. <clears throat> send it to your, your mum's listening, is she? I hope so. I texted her. What? what nothing back. Nothing. nothing. She, she thinks she's using this as an opportunity to distance herself it's from not you. Bothered. She don't care, does she? That Probably out on the Raz going, I'm not staying in listening to you freaks. F it, she might have said to I herself. Know. She's carried it for nine months in her gutty work. <laughs> her part is done. She can't be bothered. 
She can't be. She's... Actually, I bet she is. Of course, she's listening to. Hello, Mum. Is she listening. Mrs. Fielding or is she remarried to distance herself? <laughs> <laughs> she's married to Wogan. She's married to Wogan. Mrs. Wogan, God bless you. Your husband's got a hell of a cloud of charisma. We're stinking it up in here. I did a painting of Brian Ferry once, and it looked like Wogan. Oh, that's a sort of Bollywood version of Wogan. A Bollywood. You did Brian Ferry. You've done a Bollywood Wogan. Did yeah. you later, retrospectively, as is often the case with art, try and say, well, actually, this was always. Bollywood Wogan. <laughs> certainly wasn't Prime Ferry, as a lot of people have been saying. Yeah, and, uh, I tried to pull that off. It's a good job. Like the watership down scenario. No one believed me. No one believed <laughs> No that. one even cared. There was no one there. No so I was lying there. to myself again. <laughs> Don't live in a world of self-fabricated lies. Oh, but what worries me is that was that painting commissioned by Roxy Music <laughs> as an important exhibition. Zeno. <laughs> oh, no, he's going to be disappointed. Right, so if you want to talk to Dream Doctor Dreamweaver, son of Wogan, Noel Fielding, then you can. This is probably your only opportunity, for he lives mostly in darkness. Call 0500 288 uh, Other things that include it in this programme, what we're doing now, this is it happening live. I'm Russell Brand. Ah, sleep expert Dr Chris Izzy Kowalski. Oh, what, there's two of us now. No, He's not a dream expert! Don't know if all about oh, dream guy! Unbelievable. If you don't, don't be so look, can't you don't sleep? You like the Jets and the Sharks, you too. What am I a subset of what You're not is? a subset. <laughs> You're not a subset. Dreams, that's where art comes from. Sleep, Rip Van Winkle. Who cares? Comas, boring. Yeah. Dreams, art, oh. majesty. Yeah? yeah? We've got Chris Idiazigowski, BSc, PhD. How many qualifications have you got, Noel Fielding? Oh. Too many. I've looked at the end of your name. Two? All there is is ING. <laughs> That's it. No proper letters there. We've got him. He was supposed to be a sleep expert last week. He never even had the common decency to answer his phone. He was quite literally, well, we some say he was napping. <laughs> napping. And if we, we'll find out what he was dreaming, Noel, and then you will analyse that dream and we'll get some bloody truth out of this I'll situation. I'll him up in circles. Yeah, tie him up. Do you like of him? Mess with him. You know, oh, well, yeah, go, go to town. Flick him around the room. <laughs> flick him around the room. <laughs> like a light ping pong ball. Do that. <laughs> a ping pong ball, I've got no respect for it, because if you put it out on a hairdryer and blow it upward, what's it do? It just goes with the flow, doesn't it? It's got no sense of itself. It never tries to defy <laughs> the hairdryer. goes, I'm making a stand. <laughs> Me and gravity have got a pact. Just does what the hairdryer says. Oh, yeah. Does the hairdryer's bidding? <laughs> Is the hairdryer's... I don't like to swear on the radio. Yes, but the hairdryer's... I nearly said whore. Are we allowed to say whore on the radio? We've said it now. <laughs> well, this is it, Wogan. This is what you brought us to with your stinking <laughs> wretched charisma. We are talking about beetle rape. Not in the sense of the McCartney divorce trial. No. <laughs> but actual beetles raping each other. Little beetles. Last week we spoke of a species of male beetle. He goes around. <laughs> the producer looks worried. <laughs> male beetles that rape girl <laughs> beetles to get Baby beetles born, no. I don't no know way. what you're going to make out. It's the Beetle happens. rape. Beetle rape is what we're talking about. Mm. That's gonna, we're going to talk about that later. Just as soon as you finish your effing pineapple. Are they well, the only insects that rape? Uh, well, actually, that is something else. One of your... What are you talking about? Hold on, Noel, right? This is another <laughs> item you could do. Right. Noel Fielding is a dream expert and insect rape expert. <laughs> he will answer any questions you might or might not have about ra insect rape. We're going to get you. You're going to... Okay. Oh, this is going to be a hell of a show. I'm not good... discussing hmm? paedophile grasshoppers, though. Paedophile grasshoppers? We can build towards it, mate, <laughs> if you wanna. We can build towards paedophiles. Yeah, because, uh, to say the truth, right, if there are paedophile grasshoppers, 
grasshoppers. Good luck to them. Because I've got no sympathy for child grasshoppers. Don't have sex with human also, children. But... When you see a grasshopper, how do you even know if it's a child or an adult? You don't even care, do <laughs> it's you? It's a mistake I've made. I've had a lot of problems in the past because I thought a grasshopper was above age. Before I know it, I'm in it, right? I'm kissing it, I'm holding it. Then it turns around at me, looks at me with like onyx That's eyes and sweet. says, I'm 12. I go, I go grasshopper. It's a grasshopper. It's a grasshopper. Someone so, just added us a piece of paper that just says no, simply. A piece of paper, it says simply no. Well, yes, this is well. Well, we can only assume that that's good news. It's Kirsten. Hello, lovelies. I emailed earlier about mad dreams to, uh, and how to get them via legal non-prescription drugs. I suggest Noel joins me in an experiment to find out about the best dreams. This is from Kirsten. Well, she, it sounds to me like she's trying to get you to take sanctioned drugs. Who is it? Kirsten Dunst? It might be. I don't know. I mean, she's called Kirsten. We can only assume it's only Kirsten Dunst. That's the one, then. It's got to be. It's <laughs> Kirsten Dunst out of Spider-Man. <laughs> right, OK, well, we'll try and do that. Now, Noel, you're allowed some musical selections. As we're aware that you're a fan of Gary Newman, our friends Electric will be played at some point. What are we playing now? Are we playing the Smiths now? Right, OK, so call us if you want to talk to Dream, Dr Noel, if you want to talk to the sleep expert whose field of expertise is a subset of Noel's own dream expertise, then you can do that. Also, later on, we're going to talk to a man who plans to cleanse our country of grey squirrels. He is a squirrel racist. A squirrel cleanser. <clears throat> He's a squirrel cleanser. He's quite a city. He wants to enact a squirrel holocaust. <laughs> He's but taken them out. He's taken them out. He's already started. He killed one on his washing line. It said in an article. <laughs> With his washing line. I don't know. I mean, oh, on the, his line. The, the, the squirrel was on the washing line, and I suppose the washing line contributed to the death in a way because the squirrel had to fall off of it. Yeah. So in a way, that would have exacerbated the death. Was Although, he doing some kind of tightrope act? <laughs> what is going on? Though? I like to think, no, that the squirrel was a high-class circus performer, <laughs> making its death all the more tragic. Yeah. Okay, so let's listen to the boy with the fawn in his side, the Smiths, and later, guess who's visiting on this program? Courtney Love is going to turn up here. Have we She's got to pop in? She's popping in with the heir to the Guinness fortune. What have you got? Have you got, have you got a bit of music, right? Because I was thinking that every time we say Courtney Love's name, we should have a bit of music, and here is that bit of music. Have you done it, Nick? Nick, our producer, who's running the desk in the absence of Matt He's Morgan. He's got monkey fingers. He'll never do it. Look at his monkey fingers jabbing at that screen. Preposterous. Oh, we're going to do it after the track. He's an insomniac, which is the only reason he's hooked us up with a sleep expert. He's using this show. Really? As a, yeah, to solve his own problems in life. He's, he doesn't look like an insomniac. Well, he is one, mate. He's really healthy. He looks... He's radiating he's been beauty. Lying to us. <laughs> You're he's not sleeping. even an insomniac. You don't he's sleeping like... when I came in. <laughs> he was asleep when you arrived. You're curled up like a white kitten. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be welcoming you. Not there like a little albino. You sickened me. Let's listen to the boy with the horn in his side. The BBC Radio 2, this is the Russell Brand Show. That was the Smith's boy with a phone in his side. I'm here, of course, with Noel Fielding. He is a dream expert. You can call him if you want to with any dream inquiries. Are you all right, Noel? Oh, I'm pretty strong. What have you been thinking about? <laughs> Just well, lately, life, you know? generally. Yeah, what's playing on your mind? I was thinking about one of my mates, actually, who said that he, he's never had a dream, or if he has, he can't remember what it was. And I just thought, how can you never have a dream? Yeah. So I just hit him with a stick. Yeah, well, don't Clubbed tolerate that. You remind me very much of the Chinese government, the way you were oppressing <laughs> that, mate, the way the Chinese government have been yeah. oppressing the people of Tibet. Get out <laughs> of Tibet! We've been campaigning for quite a while now to get China out of Tibet. Really? Still there. Still there. It's like they don't give. Uh, I mean, it's I don't swear. Like right? Yes. It's like they're not getting your faxes. <laughs> it's like they're not getting them. 
Facts after text. facts. Text. <laughs> Wasted text. SMSs. I've been sending them and they're not getting my SMS messages. You no? want to maybe send someone over. Yeah, who should we in send? In soft slippers and a big hat. Just someone with soft slippers. Who can dance it... into their company. <laughs> just dance into it and then just sort of infiltrate with my message yeah. and get out to bed. And then slip away in the slip night. Slip away. There's no need for it to cause a scene. And let that message dawn on them when he's gone. <laughs> when he'll have gone, and suddenly they'll think, what the hell are we doing here in Tibet? All these people don't seem to want us here, and yet here we are, just because of strategic military conditions and positioning. Let's go. Probably something like that, do you reckon? Yeah, that'll work. Now, you earlier, Noel, expressed a great deal of hatred towards Chris <laughs> Idizikowski, sleep yeah. expert, because you said that he reduced you and your expertise in the field of dreams, which is a film by Kevin Costner, in which a baseball field gets made out of some dreams, I believe. <laughs> Unless I've misunderstood the plot. <laughs> Kevin Costner tipped his head sideways, a dream fell out, it was a baseball field, everyone very happy. If you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. Now, you are an expert in the field of I dreams. Know, I know you said a dream fell out of his head. Yeah? Costner, his head's all loose, full of <laughs> dreams coming all out of his head. Yeah, Dance of the Wolves fell out one year, kicked that out of his he's little like brain. A, he's like a handheld shower, isn't he? Just dreams pouring out yeah, of his head. Yeah, just like that. Girls... I'd Surprising number of girls use handheld showers to masturbate. Girls, you don't know, we know. We know! We know what you're doing with those handheld showers. And um, if you're not careful, some of Kevin's dreams will come out and go right up here. You're going to be filled with Kevin Costner's dreams! Nine months' time, you'll give birth to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves! Robin Hood, he's a Prince of Month Thieves. That's that not is good. the worst Robin Hood haircut in See, the history Robin of Robin Hood. Hair. And why has no. Morgan Freeman been brought back all mystical walking around? No. None of it makes sense. Useless, apart from that big catapult that I'll was you, in the Brian Adams video. The Brian Adams catapult was the only thing about that it's film. It's a big spoon, wasn't it? A salad spoon. It's a dirty great salad spoon catapult. I don't even remember, but I've got a feeling he curled himself up in a ball and shot himself like, it, like it, an ice hockey puck through the air. <laughs> It was Did very much like uh, Nick the Insomniac <laughs> curled up like a white albino kitten. Pretending he doesn't Pretending sleep Pretending to be an insomniac. But oh, no. he said, oh, no, last time I slept, it was when Tiger Feet was top of the charts. <laughs> He's done nothing but sleep. When Nolfielden arrived, he was sleeping, sleeping, just curling up his toes. In that, his little PJs. Should, little PJs. Should we talk to sleep expert Chris Idiosyncraticowski, head of the Sleep Centre in Edinburgh? Yeah. Chris, are you there, mate? I am. <laughs> Chris, thank God you've come. Now, why the hell is it that last week when we summoned you, you betrayed us by not being there when we needed you? I was on a plane. You were on a plane. That is a thin, weedy you, excuse. You wanted to record me. <laughs> the timing was that got the wrong time. Did you get our answer phone message? Because we were furious. Uh, I certainly did. Yeah. I said I wasn't coming on to the show unless I got an apology. All right. Well, I would like to issue an apology, but I'm still fuming about like the way you've treated me. <laughs> <laughs> to tell you the truth, I feel like I've been swindled, cheated. I feel like I've been cups from behind. I think you. I feel like you, you give me a little drowsy reach you, round. You may feel. You may feel that way in the next five minutes, but you shouldn't feel that. Yet. <laughs> Ooh, Chris, you're very saucy. You've now, got to build yourself up, Chris. At the moment, you're way down there with Costner. <laughs> you're down there. <laughs> his dream shower. Yeah, this, in the culture of this show, you are a Hollywood movie star spraying dreams into the vagina of a pubescent girl. <laughs> now, post, teen, uh, post the age of consent, I'm anxious to point out. Now, uh, Dr. Chris, could you tell us some things about sleep? Because we're baffled about many facets of this mysterious realm of the mind. Well, if I can go into the, the subset of dreams first. No! no. The subset of dreams! Him. Calling on me immediately. <laughs> Look at that! 
Well, Are you going to just I, take I, that? I didn't, like, I didn't like the idea of a hammer uh, to get dreams out. So should I tell you how to get dreams out? Somebody tells you... How to get them out. Yeah, because you remember you said you berated a friend of yours who oh. you suspected of being a liar or a Chinese occupant of Tibet. Yeah, you said you beat him with a stick. Clubbed him down. It, clubbed him I, down. I'll say a couple of different things. The, the, the area, I'm into sleep, but that means I'm into rapid eye movement sleep, and that's when dreams occur. Mm. And it's true, there is that kind of division. But the thing about rapid eye movement sleep is it occurs roughly four times a night, and mainly towards the end of the night. I've seen it in dogs. Yeah. They if you, kick. If you, ah, we'll, we'll, come, we'll come to dogs in a second. <laughs> we'll um, come to Chris, them right it, now. <laughs> Chris, Lowe's pretty keen to get to the dogs. <laughs> he's started to take his shirt off. He's holding his arms aloft. He's yelping at a pink inflammatory moon. But if you, if you are awake, say, for about 30 seconds after REM, you won't remember the dream that's happened. So the thing to do mm. is to be able to wake up during REM. And the, and the way to do it is to just set your alarm clock 10 minutes earlier than usual and go to bed thinking, I'm going to think about what's in my head Ooh. when I wake up, and then a dream will pop out. Nice. What dreams have you had lately, Chris? Dr. Well, Chris? I certainly haven't had exploding moons. No. Uh, more really? like walking on hills and things. Walking <laughs> on hills? That is so boring. Because <laughs> you could do that in real life. If you're doing dreams that you could just do by getting out of your big opulent palace, then, then you should do them. No one wants a dream where they pop down Tesco Metro, do they? <laughs> Get some guavas. <laughs> I dreamt that I was sat in a car and I just looked out the window for a bit and I thought, oh, come on, <laughs> life ain't that bad. <laughs> no, I just carried on driving. Tranquil dreams, anti-insomnia dreams. <laughs> Well, that you come out of feeling well. There's a gentleman here, Nick, the producer, that's been living, as, as far as I can work out, something akin to a lie. Now, is, uh, is there a cure for insomnia that you could tell us about? Well, there, there, I suppose there are 34 different types of insomnia. So partly there are 34 different types? Oh, there are loads, there's loads of They all amount to pretty much the same thing. And a bitch ain't one. <laughs> 34 types of insomnia. What, what, what kind of insomnia? <laughs> Okay, so well, well the, what, let's see if we can get Nick's insomnia. What's the insom- worst kind? Yeah, that's the worst kind. Get One that makes you bleed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sleep, then I'm bleeding as well. Relentless. <laughs> the eyes. Relentless. 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 He, he can't get to sleep. Does he wake up in the middle of the night? Well, he's wake here, so talking to a microphone, for God's sake, Shut man. Up, come and share a mic with me. He's coming round. Um, I, yeah, I can't get to sleep. I can't get to sleep till about four or five. That's the voice of Nick, off. the producer. You can't get to sleep till four or five, that's yeah. what he's saying. Okay. okay. So I suppose one of the questions is, if you went to bed consistently at four or five in the morning, would you fall asleep quickly every time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, because uh, with some people it's an internal clock problem. It's not really that much to do with Just an internal clock. I think if you've got a clock inside you, you should immediately hand yourself over to the police. <laughs> it's like, I've been abusing Big Ben in the most foul way. <laughs> with, 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 young, with young adults, quite often the internal clock... Are you a young adult? Me. Yeah. You're a young adult, yeah, aren't I'd you? I'd say so, Got yeah. one right next to me. <laughs> right, <laughs> keep your eye on him. This is right. We've captured a young adult, Chris. Tell us how to help him, and we will do it right away. No, don't let him get out of your general jurisdiction. If, if, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say Traps two him things. Traps right, I mean, one is, if he is consistently phase-delayed, one of these dawn-light simulation alarm clocks actually Ooh, works. Dawn-light simulation has, alarm clock? Where would a gentleman put his hands on such an object? I think you can get them from stores nowadays. Right. From where? Stores? Just yeah, that well, was yeah, vague, <laughs> 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 Are you best just wandering a quick fit <laughs> and say, if I don't get a dream simulator alarm clock, I'm going to reduce this place to matchwood, <laughs> then take out Kevin Costner's dream spray, <laughs> decorate it, the walls. I'd like to see that in an advert available in stores. Yeah. Just, <laughs> well, Dr. Where? You know. 
Chris, Dr. Chris, you've been helpful in a way. You've told us that there is such a thing as commerce. Now, but furthermore, what other areas of sleep could you help us with? You've told us how to induce dreams, simply wake up ten minutes oh, earlier. Well, well, you've you, told you, us um, how to get rid of insomnia, go to bed at five o'clock in the morning. What about cheese? What? What about cheese? Are you myth-busting now, Noel? Yeah, cheese. <laughs> Noel Fielding's yeah. gone into the realm of myth-busting. What do you want to know? Does cheese... Does cheese make you dream? Okay, does it, Dr Chris? Oh, is I that... don't think so. You don't think so? No. Right, no, I'm going to get my nan on the show. She'll see what you are. Has your nan been saying that it does? Yeah. A lot of people's nans have been going around spreading a lot of myths and a lot of very hurtful prejudices. Now, I'm... If well, anybody wants to text in and say where that's come from, because I've, I've been asked that question innumerable times, and I think it's actually you? a muddle. <laughs> what, a, a muddle? It's a muddle. that occurred in the 50s. My nan used to pop a baby bell in my mouth, <laughs> in my gob, just before I went to sleep. <laughs> Other cheeses are available. I where where cheeses interacted with uh, compounds that um, have an effect on blood pressure. So there's a campaign to stop people eating loads of cheese at night. So I don't know whether it's got muddled up with that, or whether there's a historical source. So I'd be interested to know as well. I think I can clear this one up for you right now. What it was is uh, in the film Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, if you watch Closely, you'll see Morgan Freeman. He got a big curly Turk slipper on, and just at the very tip of it is a bell, a mini baby bell. He flicks it in the Costner's ear. Costner dreams. There it is. There's your illusions, Doctor Chris. You have elevated this show beyond where I ever thought it could be. The gutter. Thank you very much for your time. That's Doctor Chris. That's clap at him. Clap at Doctor Chris. Chrissy. 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 Everything he's made like I thought I'd never forget to forgive Dr. Chris for his betrayal, but uh, did you just say Chrissy, Chrissy, Chrissy? Chrissy, Chrissy. That's, yeah. how, you, that's Chrissy. how you salute people. Yeah. Do I can hear Dr. Chris on the phone. He's meant to have gone now. Dr. Chris, <laughs> why are you still there? I'm pronouncing my name, Ijikovsky. Ijikovsky? Why don't you Ijikovsky to bed? That's my advice, yeah, Dr. Chris, you lovely fella. Now get Thank your you. mouth full of dirty old cheese and off to the land of Nod, you lovable sex hooligan. <laughs> there goes Dr. Chris, one of the best sleep experts we've ever had on this show. What did you the make of him? The fourth best one we've had on this I show. I think he's easily fourth. I thought he was useless. Yeah, he's, some of the lies he told then about cheese. <laughs> <laughs> as if your nan would waste her life stuffing right, your mouth. My nan's French as well, the French cheese connection. Right. Maybe, maybe it is, but my nan's a bit insane. Let's never trust your nan again. That woman has betrayed us. Now, we've got some interesting records coming up. Out in the... Uh, one of Nick's, uh, Nick's friends, Nick the Line producer, is outside. She's called Double Truth Roof. That's the Double Truth Roof. Now, I asked her what song would she like to have played. She said, There's No Other Way by Blur. So we're going to play that song. But then, right, it's really good, because she's come here to help Nick. And, like... In the madness around the show, she had to all of a sudden, out of nowhere, had to ring Courtney Love and say, Courtney, <laughs> this is the address, because Courtney Love is going to be on the show a little bit later. Have you worked out that little bit of a jingle for Courtney Love? Right, is play it then. Monkey fingers. That's not what we wanted to play for her. Well, this is uh, the one of the, this is added to your list of betrayals, Nick, that you've, that you've enacted on us over the past few weeks. So, uh, Double Truth Roof had to ring Courtney Love. She's only been here ten minutes. She was just thought she might have to help out, maybe make some tea or something. She's already had to make a difficult phone call to Courtney Love, who is on her way here. You just did the drinky drinky uh, gesture there, Roof. You're drunk, are you? She's drunk. Okay, well, 
it will comfort you, listeners, to know that this studio is full of drunks, dream weavers, <laughs> Wogan's charisma, and a lying sleep expert. Later on, we're going to be talking to a man who wants to murder every damn grey squirrel in the country. What's next for him? Once he's killed the grey squirrels, where will he go? Where will he go, Noel? Where will he go? Where Amber, will he go? Probably. Most likely. Let's listen to what we're going to listen to. There's no other way. This is for you, Double Truth Roof. <laughs> Blur. But there must be another way, mustn't there? No buildings here. I think there is. Yeah, just for example, do things a bit different at first, then try vastly different. I got through my apple in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> People can't live with that amount of apple. It's ridiculous. Double truth roof. Love that, didn't you? Double truth roof. I've never Sorry. seen a woman so overjoyed. Jiving around. She was jiving. She kicked someone. It were very much, it reminded me of... Well, just uh, I've seen a great. I've seen riots with less energy <laughs> than that. What went on just then? Now, last week, Noel and listeners to this Russell Brand Radio Two show, there was talk of me giving away a dreadlock that I've got him here. What I've gone off of now, uh, I was going to give it away as part of a competition. Whose is it? Miss, well, it's, oh, it's one of your own. Yeah, because you can't give away other people's dreadlocks. I gave away one of Lenny Kravitz's. Did, uh, do you think that Lenny's ever truly going to forgive you for that? <laughs> he didn't know he was asleep. <laughs> I went around there with my nail clippers, just pulled it, it out. yanked it out. Did you, by any mm. chance, have a little peep inside his lug or see what he was dreaming? I didn't, but I did taste his dreadlock. <laughs> and what was it of? I don't know, but it I kept bet it's me like full a rose for a week. tea bag. <laughs> I bet you, you suck on one of Kravitz's dreadlocks. It That's was, all the nourishment you need. It was sweet and savoury. You know, extra astronaut food, they just need. Things like astronaut food. Yeah, astronaut food. <laughs> you know, food. Astro- Who starts a sentence like that? You know, astronaut <laughs> I food. I know. And people that do <laughs> what, the cuisine that, for them. What, that business in blue tubes <laughs> that, the, that Neil Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, Buzz Aldrin, Neil, Cat, Neil, all them lot. I thought they were just Alka Pops. They're not Alka Pops, mate. That's astronaut food. Is it? Yeah. I and thought I'm, they were glow sticks. Don't, don't undermine the work that's been don't done for astronauts. Buzz. Because no, Buzz is second man on the moon. Second man. Just right up there after the first. Who There's was the Buzz. first one? Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Who was the third one? That's where we lose interest the in people. One. All right, I've all my stuff. There's four, the wasn't there? No one even knew there was the fourth one. The fourth one is just a waste of... Like, even though they're not oxygen on the moon, he's yeah. wasting the unoxygen. Yeah, he was fourth, but he did do quite a funny walk when Apparently he got out Apparently he did. There. He pioneered the moonwalk. That's he did a sort of Groucho Mark shuffle <laughs> when he got out <laughs> He went along there. He had some lovely one-liners. I'm, all I'm trying... The point I'm trying to get to, if you'll get out of my way with oh, your litany of people who have been up on the moon, <laughs> is that Kravitz's dreadlocks could be used to nourish astronauts, all right? Whip a large stallion. That's two things they could do. All right, another thing, uh, perhaps a draft excluder for a mouse's door. All right, that could be finally let Lenny Kravitz rest in peace. Must we rake over that man's grave? This is from Molly Harris. Hello, can I have your skull dreadlock, please? I'd look after it. I'd treasure it forever. I'd probably make a shrine to it or attach it to my own hair or something. I really want it. Lots of love, Molly. Molly, you cannot because this is the BBC and competitions are banned until people grow up. <laughs> Fun is banned as well. Fun, there will be no fun here. If we here. see skipping, we're going <laughs> to shut the place down. Do not skip, Wogan! 
have a bit less charisma. If I see Wogan, I'm going to sit on his charisma till he bloody well bleeds. <laughs> I really will. Flying around on his bulks of charisma Great all night. Bulks of charisma. <laughs> I've seen him like, <laughs> like Donkey Kong. This is another letter that's been written electrically down someone's computer. Russell, send me your sexy, salubrious, luscious dreadlock. I've had a tough life so far. I'm not great looking. My arms are a bit too long and I have few friends. Possession of your dreadlock could be my saviour. Please consider me, says Kitty Thompson. No, Kitty. I've got because long competitions arms. have been ba- She's got too long arms. Oh, not, t- don't give it to anyone with long arms. Why? Because I think they could maybe use it to skip with. They could use their great big long arms. They could get it under their little, their little legs. It's going to be nice. No, think- it could be good. Kitty, the minute that competitions are reinstated in November, you... You can have it. <laughs> no, it's done it. There is. That, that... And a, pa- a six-pack of astronaut food. <laughs> You're going to get a nice bit of Kravitz-based nosh right out of his hair. Now, uh, Mr G, Poet Laureate of the show, would you like to come here? Because you will be doing what I can only describe as, as Mr item. G. It's an item. <laughs> oh, remember, I've got an item. Gay! That will be coming up later. My item, gay. Stay tuned for that. Gay! Where I talk, help people with gay issues. Do you reckon you'd be any good at helping people with gay issues, No. Yeah, definitely. Go on, just do a bit of advice, top of your head. Uh, if you're gay, then uh, always wear red. Lovely bit of advice! You can. You can. We'll do this item together. <laughs> she is wearing she red. Is. Everyone in here is wearing red. Gee, <laughs> you lovely gay lad. Back and, time too. Me and Russell are wearing black, no surprise there. Well, Russell's, surprise. Got a, Russell's got a red microphone. Yeah, baby, because I like to feel that red phallus close to my lips. <laughs> now, we'll be doing my item gay any minute now, but first Mr G will introduce his item, which is called... Hatred against grey squirrels. Let's hear it. Okay, this is an article that me and Russell read out in Tuscany about. I was writing my old book for my book. Tuscany, yes. You were in cloning in hammocks, and uh, <laughs> Russell, we had a small boy turning the pages. <laughs> that boy was like a son to me. <laughs> he was my son. He was a grasshopper. Right? That, <laughs> now that makes it sound like we've been now. Come on, Jimmy. <laughs> and a red one. We walk a tightrope. What was yeah. it? Some sort of bumming holiday. <laughs> <laughs> there was, if there had been bumming on my holiday, good. But there actually was very, very little bumming. Very little bumming. Very little bumming. Very little in the way of bumming going on in Tuscany. Some days I wake up, I go, where's the bumming? There's been no bumming all morning. This then I bum someone, I think that's a bit more like it, but it still weren't enough on the bumming front. Now, G, G's trying to do an item about oh, no. the plot of grey squirrels. You're bringing it around to Three bumming. Three items and grasshopper items and red items. This yeah. is about the, the plight of the red squirrel, and we have got a defender of its cause whose name is... His name's Robin Page, right? And what's amazing about that is I'm reading his... red squirrel. His... Must be gay. Of course he's gay. Of course he's gay, man. He only likes gay squirrels. We've got to the bottom of it. Already, <laughs> we know that Robin Page, whose name is written down on a page, that is the sound of the page, yeah? Oh, Robin. Robin, you lovable rogue. <laughs> you scallywaggy tinker. Robin. Robin. He, Robin Page thinks that the grey squirrels should be driven from these shores, because, uh, to tell you the absolute truth, they're not even meant to be here, the grey squirrels. No. They were brought over here, I believe. They haven't got anything sort of... in the way of passports. Nothing. They've got no visas. I've checked their admin, Noel. Not, they, some of them are ignored me. <laughs> Honestly, it was absolutely the most disgusting sight. And they, they are working. I've seen the Arvis Crunch advert. They're doing that for nothing. Yeah. They ain't mugs. They ain't paying tax on that. Of course they're not. They're filling their own coffers. <laughs> they keep it in their cheeks. They put it in a tree. Exactly. They save it for winter. They're oh. not paying any tax on he that might have Harvest a point. Crunch. Hmm? He might have a point. Well, let's hear him out. Perhaps Robin Page is there. Robin Page, are you there? I am, I am. I wish all grey squirrels were gay, then they would die out. Whoa, steady! Steady, Robin Page! That sounds homophobic and racist all at once, only if it's no, against no, gay no, squirrels. No, that's, just a, 
A, a straightforward uh, biological fact. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. I stand corrected. He's yeah. speaking in nothing but biological He's facts. He's a scientist Absolutely. as well as a squirrel hater. Robin, yeah. Robin, what, is that your normal voice? Of course it is. What's your normal voice? It's a bit more like this. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that. Taking the tablets. <laughs> now, Robin Page, we need to know what your views are on grey squirrels. You, uh, you wrote an article in Daily Mail while we were in Tuscany. Well, there was very little bumming in going our on. Hammocks. We, yeah, we were in hammocks. Yes, yes, we were. There was very little bumming, very little. We read that thing about uh, the grey squirrels and we liked it and it made us think that we'd like to speak to you. Now yep. that is happening, will you please tell us what you mean by everything you've ever felt and thought? Yeah, well, they sh or every grey squirrel in Britain should either be in a barbecue or in a stew. Right, OK. In a barbecue? What about Irish squirrels? <laughs> yeah, Irish grey squirrels can be in Irish stews. What about Guernsey or Jersey? Yeah, Guernsey stews. Who gives a stuff I'm as long as they're in a stew? I'm just silly, I'm silly. <laughs> Yeah, we can have silly stews, any sort okay. of stews. Okay, all right. Well, we've established yeah. now that regardless of where in the British Isles these grey squirrels dwell, he thinks they should be in a stew. Oh. Why yeah. is it though, Robin Page, that you want it? Middlesex stews. That'd be a bit Don't difficult. Don't get I back think. into the geography because I've just got an old fielding off of the geography, and that's yeah. difficult. It'll go back on the geography now. Well, I know Absolutely. more places. He knows about another nine places. I've I can got see him. He's all written down up his arm on lipstick. I've now he's going to say them. No crayon. This is, it's no clearly... No not lipstick. Listen, mate, I know what's on his arm. I'm looking at his arm while you're staring at a big pile of squirrel corpses. I'm looking at his arm. Now, we you tell us... I'm, I'm just looking walked at the great ooze at the moment, so there you are. What, you're looking at a great ooze? The great ooze. What is that ooze? It's a river. Ooh, lovable. So, so your okay. geography isn't as good as you thought it was, but never mind. I've never made any claims about geography. I'm just okay. here trying to live my life in, in relative peace. The great good, ooze. Good, good. I just assumed ooze. it was something that's coming like from, from your gland. <laughs> of course it does. And there's no squirrels there at all. Well, can you tell us why? why come on, please tell us about your feelings about squirrels, Robin Page. Squirrels are indigenous. They're very beautiful. They're lovely. They've been driven out by the big... Bad greys. Yeah. And, uh, of course, as you're working for the BBC now... Yes, we are. On the one show the other night, we wanted to eat a squirrel, but the executives of the BBC wouldn't allow it. What's wrong with those executives oh, no. not letting people eat squirrels? Were you going to cook you it? You cannot kill a grey squirrel oh. for entertainment. Were what? you going to cook it or just slam it and between a bit of bread, munch it down? Ready, steady, cook, all that lot, you know, Rick Stein. You've exposed the problem here, Paige. Entertainment, they've got to stop. It's out of order. It is. Yeah, here's Robin Page. They say you mustn't eat anything for entertainment <laughs> on They the don't say show. that. They don't say you mustn't eat things for entertainment. Because <laughs> me and Noel have got a new show where we eat things for entertainment. We eat all sorts of things just, just for sheer bloody entertainment. Most Space of food. Kravitz is dreadlocks. from the BBC. Listen, Robin Page, if you don't yeah. start justifying... Because, look, this is the thing. You said in your article that you sh yourself shot with a gun a squirrel in your garden. Is yeah, that true? on my washing line. Who was on you your washing line? You were on the washing line or the squirrel? Was on my washing line. He was in the kitchen <laughs> doing an Arvis crunch effort. I was in the basement <laughs> thinking about the government. Squirrel on the washing line. I popped it off, didn't I? I know. It's Gordon Brown's fault. <laughs>
Don't blame it's Jordan him. Brown's He's all right. He's <laughs> fierce a fiddle. I saw him jabbing yeah. a squirrel the other day. He's jabbing the one with a chopstick. We he he mortally wounded it. We don't want grey squirrels. Sorry about that. They're American. Yeah, fair enough. Now, Robin, is your hatred of squirrels an analogy for racism? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that because somebody butted in when you were trying to be intellectual. Ooh, Robin Page, I didn't <laughs> think I could ejaculate any more this evening, but you have just produced another thimbleful. <laughs> what I said was, uh, why'd you kill that bloody squirrel on your washing line for? Uh, because it was a great squirrel and they eat song thrushes, eggs and things like that. You probably don't know what a song thrush is, but it's a very Yes, I do. <laughs> it's a type of disease a... that you get if you have unhealthy sex without a condom. Easy, get some yoghurt. Yeah, man, get some yoghurt. The thrush will be gone in no time. Robin Page... Yeah. <laughs> you, I ain't got a dad. Can you be my dad? Um, I, I would rather be your social worker. Fair enough. You're an anti-social worker. Yeah, Robin Page, you got an ASPO? Not yet. Well, Robin, I'd like you to come on the show every week and just... Is there anything else you feel this Robin, strongly you about? you on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, I feel very strongly about the BBC. So I'm putting you straight into my top ten. <laughs> Robin, no one's ever gone into the top ten. You know, I've witnessed the way that he governs his Facebook, and it's diligent. Gary Newman's out. Robin, you're well in. You've got your shot straight in the Facebook top ten. Picture of you. I'm going to use a grey squirrel. Oh. oh, don't, don't play mind games. But with red squirrel's eyes. Red oh, squirrel. The confusion. Eyes. What if a red squirrel and a grey squirrel fall in love? They have some sex. They have a baby. What then, Robin? It's like Romeo and Juliet. I, I would think they got um, red and grey squirrels, but I wouldn't know. But it is a serious in a stripy thing. formation. Or yeah, just patchy. Who knows? But we do need red squirrels, and we don't want grey. Right. And uh, of course, the person in charge of this is our lovely uh, Minister of State oh, for no. the Environment. Who's with, that? The, with the girl's name, Hillary <laughs> oh. Ben. Oh. Dillery Ben, focus! Let's yeah. drive grey squirrels from our shores yeah. by any His means necessary. was Wedgie Ben, he's Veggie Ben. Like it, like it. Uh, can I just clear up whether or not you're racist, just so as otherwise this won't feel so light-hearted uh, if you are uh, actually uh, racist? Uh, uh, what do you mean racist? Well, do you, for example, judge people negatively uh, dependent on their race or their, their pl the place of birth origin and that? Yes, I dislike Londoners. Fair enough. There he goes. <laughs> there, Robin Page there, the lovable racist. <laughs> Robin, come back next week with more prejudices. I really am into him. There goes Robin Page. Page he's the best damn racist we've ever had on this show. I liked him, no? See you, Robin. He's gone now. Oh. He's just... There's a void where, where Robin once was. There's a little Robin-shaped hole in that world. It's all linking up. Robin of Sherwood. Robin, Robin of Sherwood. Page. Robin Page. Racism, dream weavers, Morgan Freeman. It's all there. It's all there. That it's all charisma. together. The whole thing. So I enjoyed talking to Robin Page, and I think I've learned. I, for one, he sounded a bit like he was inside the phone, didn't he? He sounded like he'd clambered in there so that he could express his views without fear of persecution, didn't he? If I do this from inside the phone, people will touch me less harshly. Yeah, he sounded it At like... At one point, he, he let something slip, did you notice? He Go said on. Americans instead of squirrels. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he I'm bloody American squirrels! Squirrels! I meant squirrels! <laughs> I immigrant squirrels! Squirrels, for God's sake! Coming over here signing on. He's just using the word squirrel to <laughs> hide his racism. <laughs>
<laughs> I saw some squirrels the other day that were listening to music in their car. <laughs> it was a very oppressive and loud. Get drive them from the shore. Well, there he goes. Oh, Rob, he might. He's all right, I think. Let's have him on every right. week. Have him on. Let's bring him in here. Just bring him in. Release, see what he him, release some squirrels in here. I'd love to just see it. What if what if he performed a bond with a grey squirrel, Noel? What then? Say a grey squirrel somehow, I don't know how it would happen, saved his life. Would he then, do you think, change his views of the grey squirrel or just think, well, I like that individual grey squirrel? What do you mean if a squirrel rescued him out of a burning building? He's in a burning building, he's robbing Paige. So all the firemen are squirrels. <laughs> the firemen? The little... Does he stay in there and burn to death or does he let them take him down the ladder to safety? <laughs> I would rather perish here in this building than be in I the undignified rescue. Be rescued by an American <laughs> oh, <man>. dirty <laughs> yank squirrel. <laughs> I should sooner stay here till my flesh resembles naught but pizza and be rescued by you your little claws your horrible elegant wrists don't think I don't know what's going on this is an harvest crunch ad <laughs> why not buy not real. You... <laughs> look at this fire it's just Special orange ribbon effects. it's all ribbon we were so impressed when those ribbons first came like a ping pong born a hairdryer it's all coming back now. Oh, but perfect. then it turned out it was just bloody ribbon that's all it ever was. There are some uh, text messages that have been sent by people using their telephone machines. Uh, an idea that Robin would find baffling as he thinks of them as tiny caves within which he could hide and express his bonkers opinions. Help! Last night I dreamt that Freddy Krueger told me the revolution was a failure. It happened and led to nothing. Please let me know that wasn't real, says Dave in Bristol. It was not real. It was actually a lazy and derivative dream in which a character from a film strongly associated with the idea of dreams appeared in a dream. Yeah. Now, sort your dreams out, Dave. Dave in Bristol, for heaven's sake. Here is another letter. It's from Vicky Jackson. Oh, Vicky Jackson. What a great name. Because imagine you're at school and you fall Vicky in love. Jackson. I be with Vicky Jackson. Jackson. I fancied Vicky Jackson. Oh, Vicky Jackson. Vicky Jackson ain't gonna oh. go. You? Vicky Jackson would love me. <laughs> Vicky Jackson, she's gonna take one look at you. She's gonna realise that you live in a world of lies. She chucked her boyfriend for me. She wouldn't chuck him. Vicky Jackson, she goes out with Jamie Dawkins, <laughs> one of the hardest kids in all of Essex. Yeah. How knowledgeable is your sleep expert, says Vicky Jackson. I'm a narcoleptic. And then she's putting brackets, serious sleep disorder, rather misjudging the tone of our show, one fancies. And I have actually mental dreams that sometimes I don't know if they happened or not. Can he answer my questions? Uh, my cat is called Ginger Naboo. He is black. Okay, Vicky Jackson. <laughs> so Vicky Jackson's got a number of problems there, some of which it seems to me are insoluble. But some of them we can help her with, can we? We can, yeah. Which ones are they? She's got uh, serious sleep disorder. We can maybe help with that. We probably can. What is narcolepsy? Is that when you get stressed? I think it means you asleep? fall asleep all the time, don't it? it? You just fall asleep. You just live in your life. You fall asleep. Didn't, I think River Phoenix had that, didn't he, in a film once? He had that in several of his films. Yeah, he used to stroll about with him. My private idol. Carry him around. He had a... that in my private idol. Yeah. <laughs> he would Every just... time he fell over, then basically Reeves would put him in a papoose and carry him around. <laughs> Reeves would pop him in a papoose <laughs> and just say, oh, he does that. He's part of it. He's a dancer. <laughs> he's not asleep. He's just crouching. He's just a crouching, <laughs> somnolent little man. Don't judge him harshly. So, well, I think we've solved that problem. Just appear in a, a film. Get a and Keanu Reeves. That, that'll be a solution. OK, now, I've just heard in my ear brain that there's a little show, Noel. Now, you're going to love this. It's called The News. Now, <laughs> what it is... Oh, 
no, I've seen that. No, it's boring, it doesn't really it? work. No, well, rubbish. <laughs> Every day, exactly the same stories. Someone's done a riot. Oh, no. There's been a killing. You know, frankly, I find it depressing. But yeah. it is a vital part of our remit, and this is a BBC programme, which means no competitions, lots of news. Now, I said I heard the news yesterday. Surely nothing else has happened, because loads happened then. But apparently... More's happened. More's happened, no. More's happened. I mean, look out that window out there into the streets of London. There's nothing happening. Nothing. What are they putting on the news then? I know. Just, I think, to tell you the truth, I think it's lies and propaganda. Now, after the news, we're going to be talking to Noam Chomsky. He'll be telling us how the news is used to control and manipulate us, keep us spellbound and docile, and prevent us from reaching a revolution. But they can't stop. We'll kill those squirrels and we'll have a revolution one day as well. Right, OK, we're ready for a bit of newsy poos. <clears throat> Right, I have to do... Are you uh, reading the news? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading the announcement to throw to them. They're not going to let me do the news. Here is the news. Grey squirrels, man. Yeah, let's get behind them. Keanu Reeves is a dream weaver. It would be lies and propaganda. This is BBC Radio 2 online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. News! News! Dion, run around Sue, you're listening to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. Before that, it was the news. Those things have happened and we're going to have to just adjust to it. Noel Fielding is here with me. He's eating a reluctantly pear. a pear. Are you enjoying it or is it... I don't like food. You only want to eat food that comes as tablets, is that right? Yeah. Okay. You can have, like, a yearly tablet and you don't have to bother with it anymore. Just, just pop a yearly tablet, then no more dinner for Imagine the rest of the year. Imagine what Ramsey would make of that. Ramsey would be... I can't imagine. <laughs> He'd pummel scene. me, wouldn't he? Of course he, he would. His it, big hands. He'd use his hands to make you... and He'd make a pate of you. <laughs> Tablets, he'd say. He'd be infuriated. Now, I don't know if you know this or not. If you don't, you're about to find out, because I'm going to use language to communicate the idea, which I'm referring to internally, even now while I'm speaking at this moment. That is this. Lesbians, like me... As much as everyone else in the world, more than most people, except for David Walliams, I came second in a lesbian <laughs> poll of Did men they, Yeah, of, yeah. I'm the second favourite heterosexual man, what lesbians like. Oh, really? And if you consider David, darling David... Where am I scale? Nowhere. They well, hate me. Well, they, they think of you very much as they... They view you with harsh enmity, very much how the Tibetan people regard their Chinese invaders. Have you got any lesbian friends? Uh, you, I don't know. Let's find out. A lot of them do become lesbians after my continued assaults <laughs> in the front and senseless demands. I've got a couple of friends that are lesbians. Yeah. Well, don't try and get yourself above and me in the Australian. lesbian league. Imagine that. <laughs> I can. I'm imagining these Australian lesbian women, and I'm imagining them liking me more than you because I am the friend of the lesbians. Now, Geraldine, who is very, very important in the world of lesbians, is on the phone. Hello, Geraldine. Hello, Geraldine. You sound upbeat and you're chipper. Yes, I am. <laughs> Good. I'm glad Hello, to hear Geraldine. it. That's Noel Fielding you're talking to there. Well, he's talking to you now. Hello. Now, oh, that was a very lackluster <laughs> hello. Geraldine. You were right. <laughs> you're despised by lesbians, Noel, quite rightly, because uh, there was, remember, there was that time when you uh, wrote that leaflet, which you had widely distributed, lesbians, <laughs> quite simply wrong, by Noel Fielding. Now, whereas I, myself, published a manual... <laughs> a counter leaflet. <laughs> yeah, very much a counter leaflet. Lesbians, go on, girls, why the hell not? Who cares? We're all free, ain't oh, we? as long as I can watch, I bet. In brackets. <laughs> no, not it in didn't... a pervy way. It didn't say 
it did not say as long as I can watch. Not in a pervy way. In brackets, it was a mature <laughs> annual that I created. Oh, come on, you wrote that with a quill. It was pretentious. <laughs> it was pretentious, yeah. I did. I wrote it. I wrote From it. From your hammock. So I was in my hammock and I was full of pretense and I wrote that pamphlet. Yes, yes, I was. But that does not mean that Geraldine shouldn't like me more than you. Geraldine, tell me how David Walliams came to win that poll. Well, David is very popular with lesbians. Why is this, do you reckon? Well, because, um, well, like you, he's very open-minded about everything, but mm. also he's um, a beautiful woman sometimes. Oh, well, when he dresses up as a woman? Yeah. Oh, it's as simple as that. You just have to dress up <laughs> as a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, me and you, Noel, could dress up as ladies and get over each other. Now, yeah. would that elevate us to the top of this league? Well, do you have gorgeous legs, Russell? My legs are pretty bloody nice, actually. Sometimes, right, I lay in a jacuzzi, I put my kick my legs up in the air, like scissor kick them and that. And <laughs> like I, a grasshopper. Like a grasshopper, pretty much, yeah. And I get turned on by my own legs. Now, I know that is literal narcissism, but it happens. Really? Yeah, I look I at them. I get turned on by your legs sometimes. <laughs> in isolation. <laughs> I just to isolate them for the rest of you. <laughs> yeah, don't think of them being attached to my feet and genitals. <laughs> that they, that sort of, they top and tail it, bookending my legs <laughs> in the dirtiest way imaginable. You've got to watch out for them. But I have got nice, uh, I would say lesbian legs, Geraldine. So, you know, if, if I send you some photos of my legs and they pass your lesbian test... I've would... got lesbian arms. Uh, Noel's very much got the arms of a lesbian. There's, his wrists, they to me very much look like I'm Aphrodite but, <laughs> but the arms are in lovely Nick. Now are you prepared to reopen the vote? Geraldine? No because, uh, well David really deservedly won mm. and um, well he'll be left there forever you? because um, <laughs> he won't reopen that because you never change a daddy. You never change what? A daddy? No. Why? You can change your daddy, can't you? Deed poll. What about that? I changed my dad loads of times. Of course he has. One one week he has Rod Stewart as a dad. The very next week Ronnie he's Wood. Russell Gummidge. Ronnie <laughs> it's Wood. Usually people with similar hair. Hitler. <laughs> Hitler was a, a real wild card. Yeah. That's what a lot of people said about him after the Second World War. He's a wild card. So a great said. daddy. Uh, yeah, and we will stick with him. Geraldine, you were right. You do never change your daddy. Uh, David Williams is very popular on this show and much beloved by both of us. And uh, I've not seen him for a while. Oh, well, he's, he's still living. He spends most of his time uh, lobbying lesbians, <laughs> making sure that he stays at the summit of their lesbian league table. He loves to be top of the charts, doesn't he? Of course he? he does. He loves it up there. Have he got, has he got a trophy for that, Geraldine? Yes, we mailed it to him on Monday. I hope it's got through the strike. Mm, I hope so. I hope it got through the I intense took it security. Out of his uh, letterbox <laughs> <laughs> took it home, crossed out his name with a biro. <laughs> That'll be masquerading as Les's favourite. And he's a tell you what, I've seen him swanning around lesbian clubs now. Lord, did he? With a trophy. He's like Tony Montana, slumped us in a great big heap of Coca Cola, he is, out of his mind with his own self importance. Geraldine, <clears throat> I can see that you are resolutely sticking to your choice of David Williams as uh, King of the Lesbians. And. Uh, as a matter of fact, you've talked me round. Noel, will you ever be swayed? Mm, I'm mm. going to go for a different group. Right. The transsexuals. The transsexuals, fair enough. It's a, a, another... What uh, about you? I'm going to just keep persevering with lesbians, as I have done for most <laughs> of my life. Um, Geraldine, thank you very much for the call. Uh, are you all right? Geraldine? Yes, I am. Could I just plug my website? What do you, you plug your website? Listen, I don't know what you lesbians get up to, but if it turns you on, <laughs> you do it. Now, go on. What is your website? Okay, the website to um, read everything about the awards and everything else is www.lavendernews.biz. Mm. What, what was the news? Lavender News. Lavender News. 
Thank you. There, that is a, a stronger endorsement as you're likely to get for a website. Thank you, Geraldine, for coming on here. I am Russell. Yes, darling. Would you um, play Amy Winehouse sometimes? Look, you're very demanding lesbian, ain't ya? You've plucked your bleeding thing, you've left David Williams top of the charts, now you want Winehouse He's on. slighted yeah. Fielding. <laughs> you've, Fielding's over there, I've never seen him so slighted. <laughs> His bloody great lesbian arms shriveled up there now like prunes. Now, all right, we will play Winehouse, but that is it. Next time there's a lesbian chart, I want to see me and Noel Fielding at the top of it with our male genitals blanked out, right, just grinding against each other and kissing. Will you do it? Where is Ger Geraldine? Stop yeah. hesitating. Geraldine. It's like talking to Harold Pinder character. What Geraldine does is goes away from the phone and then comes back. She goes she off. To. She looks at her lesbian website. And she just <laughs> drifts back again. Idol's right. back. We're going to play Winehouse for you, Geraldine. Does that make you happy inside? Yes, it would. Geraldine, yeah. thank you very much for your call. Goodbye, darling. Okay, bye. 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 Did I sound a bit sort of... You know when I said darling and that, that probably sounds sexist, does it? Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, it's got to stop. That's got to stop. Like the old it. sexism. Right, okay. Why don't we listen to... Should we listen to Winehouse right now? Yeah? yeah. To, why not? Why not? I there's no reason not to. Let's listen to I've Amy got, Winehouse. I've got her in my bag. Shall I get her out? Let her out. But is she relaxed in there? Jeez. To sleep, I think. <laughs> I hope she's sleeping. This uh, this is live from Noel Fielding's unnecessarily medical-looking bag. Uh, Amy, here come it comes. On. Oh, 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 she's come out. She's all French, bless her. Oh. Here she is. It's Amy Winehouse. Winehouse. <laughs> That's for lesbians. You're listening to Russell Brand Show. Get um, back in my bag. Go on in your Russell Brand. Right, she's in there. Now. Seal her up, Noel. Seal her up. Keep There's her safe. There's some polos in there. They are. If you get hungry. There, she left those polos. They've got a fluff on them from Only the bottom eat the of the bag. But... Only eat the holes, Winehouse. Goodbye, Sharon. Goodbye, Alex. Goodbye, Jimmy Jet. There goes Sharon, my stylist, and her friends. Off they go someplace. I think hmm? that she might be going to the bar fly. I'm They're not sure. They're going to the bar fly to see Kennedy. <laughs> Kennedy is a very fine singer-songwriter type character. You might want to go and see him down there. I think he might come on the show as a guest soon. I was already going about like, and your stylist tried to re-invite me. She's trying to re-invite you to somewhere like that you already How's going. How's that even possible? She knows she. You know, she what what she you done? Come to Bath. I am going there. That's what I'm going. She came up to me a minute ago. She goes, "Here, Russell, why don't you try wearing black jeans and cowboy boots?" Because <laughs> I'm already wearing them. She goes, "Well, that's because it's my suggestion." She just swanned off. And then she said it was her birthday, and it isn't. It's not even her birthday. Oh. Oh. Then she told me that she was involved in the assassination of Martin Luther King. <laughs> then she just retracted it. What's wrong with her? Let's get her out of here. She's not welcome on this show. OK, we've got some important things. Bye-bye, everyone. Now, uh, Courtney Love is turning up later, so I think she's just going to turn up. We she's... might not let her in the room. No. Lindsay, love you. Now, <laughs> let's, what we've got to do now is... We've already what... lost Lindsay. <laughs> she got put she's she's she turned off the wireless. Oh, we've just wasted love. <laughs> right, OK, so we've got to do something very, very important now. There's a gentleman called Rainbow George. Some of you will know him as an eccentric. Some of you will know him as acolyte and friend of Peter Cook. Others will know him for his party, the Rainbow Democratic Party or something like that. He once made a song with Ian Jury. It might be here somewhere. I doubt we'll ever find that. Jesus Christ, it's hard enough to find rehab when we've got Winehouse here in person all tucked up, <laughs> scoffing the holes out of polos. The monkey hands will find that. Monkey hands, Nick, the lion insomniac. There's nothing that boy can't find. But nonetheless, Rainbow George, all those things I've just said, is going to now be on the radio show with us. Rainbow George, are you there? I am, Russell. Hello. Hello, darling. I'm here with Noel Fielding. Perhaps you'd like to say hello to him. Hello, Noel. I'm hello. not Dennis Norden, by the way. <laughs> Do you sound... Can you say, are you one of those people? Go on. 
Am I one of those people? How does he say that? He goes, are you one of those people? <laughs> and he says that on Friday night or it'll be all right on a night, isn't it? That's Bloomers. one of the weirdest things anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> Hi, I'm not Dennis Norton. I'm not Dennis. <laughs> like, I would immediately assume you ah, are. Ah, Dennis Norton, masquerading <laughs> as someone with another name. Do you know what gave it away? Go the on. fact that Russell went, this is Rainbow George. Yeah. That formal announcement. That clue. <laughs> lets I, out I, at me I like the Columbo. sound of your name, Russell. It, 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 Conjures up mystery and suspenders. And, my, my name's conjuring up mystery and suspenders now. Yeah, it, it, it's. Um, I think you have a very important part to play. You, you, you know, I started this rumor a few months ago that you were going to represent yeah. the brand spanking new London party. Do you, what was this rumour that you started, Rainbow George? Because I need to know more about it now. Because you, you may know I'm a keen revolutionary, keen to overthrow not only the British government, but all governments the world over. I started this rumour that Russell Brand was going to get involved and, and, and lead the brand spanking new London party. OK, the brand spanking new London party. Now, what the hell is that, Rainbow George? Well, it has to stand in the mayoral elections. I put a bet on yesterday at William Hills, the bookmakers, I bet £30 at a 1,000 to 1 that you would be the next mayor for... I like them odds. He's just on the make. <laughs> he's not bothered about his policies. That's <laughs> correct. What he's going to do. Yeah, he just wants 30 grand and a bonkers mayor. No, what? no, with, with, with 30 grand, then you could play the part that Peter Cook, the wizard, never lived to play because oh. we had this plan. We were going to get hold of £30,000... Yeah, we're going to get hold of £30,000. That is your plan. That's not a plan. That's just a suggestion. Hold on a minute. This is this is the part that you could play, Russell. Go on, go on, Rainbow Church. So we get this £30,000 and yeah. we turn it into pennies. Yeah, then what happens? That's three million pennies. Then what? And then the wizard performs this magic feat and the three million pennies become... Three million pounds. Right now, I know a lot of people are excited about you're talking the about alchemy. <laughs> that, that is alchemy that you're talking about, and policies like the reduction of inheritance tax are thought of as controversial. You're making pounds out of pennies. Policy, no, you, you, you would have to do it. You would be the wizard. It's you a lot would of pressure. have to play this part and demonstrate I've how. I've got we... to turn pennies into pounds. Always read the small print, <laughs> Russell. <laughs> you can be mayor, but you'll have to turn pennies into pounds. It's difficult. I mean, I'd like to be a mayor as much as the next man, but this turning pennies into pounds, it sounds difficult, George. I the gold no, no, chains. It's, it's really I like not... the gold chains and the ermine robes. I like <laughs> the idea of both of those. <laughs> the alchemy, I'm not so hot. The three cornered hat. All things I'm <laughs> All into. All stuff that I'd be doing. Anyway. Changing base matter into gold is <laughs> too tricky, George. No, no, it's very simple. We, we, we get... We, George, we, we, don't we, undermine alchemy. How dare you? It's tricky. We, we uh, print up three million penny dream tickets. Uh-oh, this is Noel's area of expertise. He is penny a dream. dream tickets. Yeah, he three million penny, penny dream tickets. Or vouchers, depending yeah. on... What. And we... Pockets, good work too. And we sell them for a pound each, and three million people joined the brand spanking new London party, and we're up and running. What, what do you think, Russell? Well, I've got some of the ideas about, I don't know, it sounds like we're ripping people off. No, no, there's no rip-off here. We, there's we, no rip-off. But what about policies? Because, like, I mean, you know me, and, you know, being a mayor sounds like a right laugh and certainly not a load of boring meetings and assemblies. Well, we, we set up our own bank with our own currency. It's called the Bank of a Zillion Wonders. 
I like that's a good name for a bank. George, you make it all sound so easy. <laughs> no, okay, it is very simple. There must be some admin involved in setting up the bank of a zillion We're wonders. We're going to need a secretary. To and um, Winehouse will do it. She's Winehouse, in your bag. get her out of the bag. <laughs> Stay um, in there. We also get Damn Paul it. McKenna involved so that he can hypnotise the electorate. We can send them all a, a DVD or something and well, get them all hypnotised. I like the sound of your glorious you. new Reich, George. Sorry? I like the sound of your glorious new Reich based as it is on alchemy and manufacture of consent and using vouchers. Paul McKenna and vouchers. Dream Let's not vouchers. forget the dream vouchers and the bank of a zillion wonders. But we're going to need some proper policies. Why would it be better for to have me as a sort of puppet, let's be honest, a puppet, oh, yeah. for, like, for your dream weaver government? I'm, very, I'm more a marionette, perhaps <laughs> a sort of a faceless, limbless Italian puppet, like that all old with the strings all twine and all the paints come <laughs> off my face. But I, I, I wish to give you this party. I don't wish you to be a puppet. I wish you to to lead this party to victory. What moment. compels you to Rainbow George to do these things? Um, a mystical connection, which I call the Rainbow Connection. The, what is the, it? A cosmic connection. It's a co the, connection to the cosmos. Yeah, it directs <clears throat> my... Um, <laughs> Every move and gets me into okay. all sorts of trouble. And, okay. and it's Was it done? What, so you're right. You're directed by the cosmos. The cosmos is directing you to make me a mayor. Have this bank of a zillion wonders. Dock its vouchers. Use Paul McKenna. Secretary. We're getting a secretary now. I, Don't worry about I, that. I, I should we'll add about the wonders, Russell. There are a hundred gasps to the wonder. A hundred gasps per wonder. And even though you may be down to your last gasp. Wonders will never cease. Oh. oh, George. George, you're a poet. But like a lot of poets, you should not you be allowed to be mayor. in the room, I'd let you, George. I'd... That's <laughs> a big stamp. What I'd like is I'd like to manoeuvre your head as you licked him, just <laughs> all it, rotate it, you around him. It's my birthday. Like a mouse, today. and he's a mouse, Matt. It's his birthday. Raymond it's George, it's your birthday. How Happy old are you? Birthday. I, I am 67. Happy birthday. Happy no, 67th birthday, birthday Raymond George. This is the nicest birthday present I've had. Hold on, because we've not yet agreed to be mayor. Next time you see a rainbow, George, have that one on me. That's Thank your you rainbow, much. baby. But will you consider it, Russell? We can talk further on it. Come maybe. next week, George. Now, I'm only going to start a revolution if it's a proper one, not based on alchemy and vouchers. We, so come in next week. <clears throat> we'll, bring in a, we'll bring in a top political expert. We'll talk about the possibility. Because I don't want to stand for mayor and not win. It'll be ever so embarrassing. No, no, I bet 30 quid at a 1,000 to 1 that you're going to win. Well, oh, I know. You've put your money where your mouth is. George has bet he's 30 bucks. Laughing <laughs> all the way to the bank of wonders. You've used the defunct currency if we win. You're a madman. You're not a madman, George. I like the way you're guided by the cosmos, and I certainly wouldn't like to attack you. You're yeah, a wonderful a human thing. being. Yeah, and I want to help you. But you're going to have to come in next week, right, and we'll talk more seriously about this, and, if there's, like, and I can look in your eyes and see if you're serious about this. Because if you want to run this city properly, well, it's going to take a lot of focus and dedication, isn't it, Noel? It is. It's got to become uh, It's a, not a, a joke, right? It's not a bloody joke. Well, hold on, what... Here, can Noel be in our new administration? Of course he can. We, we, we'll have um, mini-stars. We won't have ministers. We'll have mini-stars. Mini they could be like the mini-pops, but not so closely aligned to paedophilia. I like the sound of it. Let's oh, get some mini-stars. I like the way you're thinking. I like the way he's thinking. I like the way he's drinking. I like the way he's stinking. I like Everything it. about rainbow that George, man, We I have like... a rainbow above us. We come on, riding a unicorn, probably. <laughs> of course we do. Of course we do. Could you have a look at bsnlp.com?
Com, there is a petition already there to, for you to stand for mayor. BSNLP.com. If it reaches one million votes, then we will certainly consider it. And come in here next week, George, we're going to get a political expert here to grill you on some of your uh, schemes. I really look forward to that. Right, we'll see you then, Rainbow George. Say goodbye to Noel Fielding then, mate. Farewell, Noel Fielding. Bye, Rainbow, <laughs> Bye, Bye, Rainbow George. There it's been a goes. pleasure talking to you. He's lovely. He's lightened up our lives. He's waded uh, into our lives. He's lightened it he's up. He's put a spring in my step. He's put a spring in all of our steps, and we oh, weren't even moving. But I'm look at the way we're springing. Rape a grasshopper. Get on the way out home. there and rape that grass. Don't. That consent is not an issue with a grasshopper. It really isn't. It really, is not an issue. Just take them. Don't ask. <laughs> Do what you like. Just no live means out yes your in wheel. grasshopper language. <laughs> <laughs> in grasshopper, <laughs> everything means yes. Right, hold on. Right, so we've got Rainbow Land Russell. What is this? He's written a song with Ian Jury. Right, OK, well, right, this is uh, Rainbow George. Rainbow George made this sort of song with Ian Jury, out of Ian Jury and the Blockheads. God rest his soul. Not Rainbow George, he's still alive and his soul's in wonderful state. So have a listen to this. Let's, see if we, let's make some decisions based on this thing. This is Rainbow the voice song. of Rainbow George and the music uh, of Ian Jury. Let's have a listen. That sounds The great. door is being opened that nobody on earth can shut. That door leads to Rainbowland. In Rainbowland, there will be neither need nor greed, or any use for silly money. No politicians, no preachers, no incompetent teachers, no ignorant views, no business to lose, nor corrupt institutions or harmful pollutions. Not a trace of sadness, everywhere gladness. One world, no divisions. Everybody involved in reaching decisions. Free of hypocrisy, a genuine democracy. I'm not sure how, and I don't know when. What's now is now, yet it won't be then. As far as the eagle's eye can see, the future's brilliant for you and me. Mark my words, losers will win. Beggars will choose, wars will cease, we're going to play in peace. Dreamy views, what else is news? In Rainbow Right, Land, there you go, that's pretty much our policies in, in the uh, Rainbow mayoralty uh, election. Did you like it, Nils? No, I nice, did like it, yeah. I like mm. uh, Ian Jerry's voice. I like it. It's slightly hypnotic. It's hypnotic, it's, yeah, it's spellbinding. OK, if you want to text us, do 88291. If you want to phone us, do 0500 If you want to email us, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. No, you ain't done any bloody help for anyone with uh, dream problems, have you? No. Right, let's see if anyone here's got any dream problems. G, have you had any dreams lately? No. Right, well, that's not bloody good, <laughs> is it? Right, OK, Noel is doing a new item now. It's Noel's News, in which Noel does news, right? Because that news before oh, morbid, wasn't it? Yeah. Here, yeah, Noel, here's some news for you. Uh, that but, I can read out? Yeah, yeah, you read it out. Just go for it. I've got nothing but faith in your talent. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, faith and suspicion. Here, I'll listen to, listen to this. I love this. Look at the way we're doing the news. Yeah, it's brilliant. This Not is how the news should be got your papers in order. Yeah, mate. Uh, some, read that out. That's news, if what, ever I saw what, it. the old thing? Well, just read out. Just go with your... Use your skills. OK. Right, this is the new... Hold on, I'll do a jingle for you. dum 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 Noel Fielding's news. dum 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 News! No fielding, that's how it A US man who stored his amputated leg in a barbecue smoker that was later auctioned off is locked in custody, locked in a custody dispute with the man who bought it.
Oh, it sounds so sweet. His little voice. No wonder people amputated like him. Amputated leg. An amputated leg now. And a barbecue smoker. Why would you put that there? I don't know. <laughs> Read more news. John the Wood's smoker was within. sold to Shannon Wisnant last week after he fell behind on payments at the storage facility <laughs> in North Carolina where it was kept. He wants his leg back. That's embarrassing. To my... Can I stuck up my leg back, please? But Mr Wisnant says... He's got a receipt for the leg, for the smoker's contents, and wants to share ownership. Mr Wood's leg was amputated above the knee after a plane crash in 2004. He asked to keep the leg so it could be buried as a whole, so that he could be buried as a whole man when he died. Oh, he wants to be buried, not like a jigsaw burial, all bits of you getting buried in, in installments, bury this bit, bury that bit, bury them all at once. But he sold it, didn't he? So it was all a ruse. Why did he sell his own leg? Why would anyone ever sell their own leg? It's a oh, census. Just true. keep your leg for moving around on. If your leg's not attached to your body, just leave it on the sideboard. It's up to you, really, though. It's not our business. People are allowed to do what they like in the world. OK, um, there's a seven... Now, listen, you know that thing Rainbow George mentioned? <laughs> Noel's lost in that news. <laughs> You're not doing that item now, Noel. Really? Well, do it if you want. Is there I any more news? I want to be news? buried as a whole man as well, don't you? Of course, definitely. Don't bury me in bits. Oh, don't please. bury him, like, like, yeah, oh, there's a bit of him over here, a bit of me over there, and uh, leave me all scattered. Yeah. I like know. a big coffin and a little coffin for me elbow. Yeah, that, that there, just next to it, like it's been apart-eyed. Like a kangaroo with a kangaroo, you know, with a pouch, and yeah. they've got a little version of themselves. They keep the a little pouch. version of themselves in that pouch. I like my coffins have a little version of itself. I like the idea of that. That'd be nice, like a coffin sidecar yeah, like going into the pouch. afterlife. Yeah, so it's all right. I like it. I'm into the it. Coffin sidecar. Coffin sidecar. <laughs> 78 signatures so far for me as mayor on that thing that Rainbow George said. I cannot remember what the website was called. Perhaps some of you can. No one. <laughs> I think I went looking at you I can't to remember, remember that. Rainbow George. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. None of those things happened. That was all part of a glorious dream. We'll wake up in a minute. Right, here is my item. Gay! Right, uh, so there's some gay sheep, it seems, now. Although no. we won't. Yeah. Really? Um, sheep have always been gay. Of course they? they have. They go, this is not news. <laughs> this is just the way things are. Sheep will uh, have always been gay. Any lesbian sheep? Well, it's pretty clear here that lesbian sheep are always just chased out of town by the shepherd. Oh, that's horrible. In these enlightened times, <laughs> what a way for a shepherd to behave. Hold on, I've got some quite important gay news here. Oh, look at this news desk. Who would have thought that the show would need to be better organised than it has been up till now? No. Winehouse has not been doing her duties. Winehouse has been very, very... <laughs> Ever since we've employed her as our secretary, she's <laughs> spent most of the time kipping in your doctor's bag. Occasionally underneath she's... the polos. Underneath the polos. That's not meant to be a duvet. It's not meant to be a duvet. That's your dinner, darling. <laughs> here is my item, gay. This is from Matthew. The gay email from Ryan last week is nearly exactly the same as what is happening to me. I, too, have a gay feeling for my best mate, Rob. I don't know what to do. What is different, though, is that me and Rob have experimented, and he's put that in inverted commas, right? They've so, done experiments. They've done experiments. What, with some burners Possibly and a stuff. Bunsen burner. Set fire to a peanut. Petri dish. It burns for ages. <laughs> What's it doing to our teeth? Magnesium was involved. <laughs> Magnesium. Don't ever turn that gas tap on and light a splint in front of it. You idiots. <laughs> You've ruined tooth. school. They put a tooth in, tooth in the Coca-Cola. Oh. Get it in there. And then I used to always used to think, well, I'm not going to keep the Coke in my mouth for, like, 24 hours. <laughs> Sorry, I can't talk now. I'm enjoying some delicious Coke until all my teeth are dust. Yeah, that experiment was a waste of time. I know. And also, why would you burn a peanut? Exactly. Oh, they were wasting our lives at Peanuts. school. I'd In burn a monkey nut. 
Yeah, so would I. I'd burn a monkey. Uh, One of them comes near me, yeah. I'll put on a crucifix and burn it as an example Got to the other monkeys. a flamethrower just for that very... That, oh, and, uh oh, well, it's about this time of the evening <laughs> I'd like to introduce Courtney Love oh, onto Courtney. the radio show. Courtney's so late. Courtney Love has arrived in the radio Courtney. show. She's hammering at the door of radio, much in the way that she hammers against <laughs> the precipice of reality. Courtney Love has Let's arrived. Let's have Courtney's theme, surely. She's my daughter don't introduce your daughter live on the radio. Right, OK, hello, hey, dear. Courtney. Right, OK, so we're going to play a song now while we welcome... Courtney, say hello to the, hello, hello, to the listeners. Are you all right, dear? I'm up with you, too. I was listening in the car and thinking of a wonder. That's Rainbow George. He's a nice lad. Are you well, dear? I can't just be as loquacious as you. I just can't. I can't. Do not feel threatened I'm by vocabulary. I'm very threatened. I'm comedy. I'm just having a fit. Yep, right, there fine. we go. Courtney Love has arrived Hello. here. We are going to play a record briefly while we reorganise our lives. That record will be Our Friends Electric by Gary Newman. This is for you, Noel Fielding, oh, guest host of this show. This I is Russell Brand on Radio 2. I know you love it. It's in all your programmes. I'm Electro Boy. He's Electro Man. There they are. They're electric together. listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2, our friend Electric, you were just listening to then. That's Gary Newman, obviously. I've got an email here. It's from a child. His name is Daniel Benford. He's 13. He's from Southend in Essex. Noel, would you be interested in hearing what this young man wants? I really want to know. You're going to find out. How old is he, 13? He's just been alive 13 years, and this is what oh, he's come up with. Bless him. 13 years of pure life. This is the result. This is what he's got as this well. Is, this is it. He sounds lovely. Already. Let's see what he's got. This boy has captured my heart. Heart. Dear all, I don't know if you've heard, but Dennis the Menace is being made more politically correct, so there will be no more bullying of Softy Walter. It sort of takes the menaces out of, <laughs> menace out of the whole story. He might as well be called Dennis the Good Boy. That's Daniel Benford's opinion on what's going on in the Beano magazine. Daniel, you're a whistleblower, son. <laughs> you've pointed out something vital and important to us. We'll get right on that, won't we? Let's get on that, right? Rainbow George can d design a policy whereby I think that Dennis the Menace should become a fierce racist. <laughs> Dennis the racist. He should hate grey squirrels and anyone who cannot prove their bloodline all the way back to the Nordic god Thor. <laughs> if you ain't blonde, blue-eyed and essentially directly descended from Thor, you can get out of our comic. You're no better than a grey Squirrel. Oh, you dirty grey squirrel. Oh, have I you ever smelt their cooking? It's, man, it's Americans. It's, no, it's squirrels. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, them dirty, stinking um, American squirrels. Going over here with their I'm bushy tails. Dirty pigs. What you can hear in the background, listeners, is the voice of Courtney Love. She's reading Country Life you magazine. Promise to be quiet. Courtney, why can't you just sit there and behave? Courtney's got a Dennis the Menace style jumper on tonight. They strike me. Courtney Love is essentially the reason that Robin Page despises Americans. <laughs> She's come over here. She's been loud, scary. Dennis the Menace. She's dressed as Dennis the Menace. Shooting squirrels. She's buying our property from Country Life magazine. Our property, which could have English people living in it. English people descended from Not Prince Charles. English people. Not, uh, turning over here. But Anglophiles. Only two Francis syllables different from. Has offered up her beautiful blue eyes along with your dreadlock France, for a competition. Right. Not, a want... competition. Uh, not a competition. Not a competition. This is the BBC. Competitions are bad. Competitions are fun or skipping or There'll any gaiety. But if you do want to be given, not in a competitive way, my dreadlock and the 
young Frances's piercing blue eyes. Courtney's daughter Frances sat there. She's got a lovely little set of Very papers, piercing. isn't There's you, There's two people in this room with such piercing blue eyes. Nick Linnin, he's got some piercing that, blue eyes. He is my, my agent. eyes are so embarrassed, they've gone down the hallway and sobbed. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible, his eyes just hollow sockets just, I'm staring into they're, now. They're in the bathroom now, looking in the mirror, going, what sort of colour are you? Call that a colour. murky grey. Oh, it's horrible, listless colour. Your oh. eye sockets have got spider webs over them. My pupils hate themselves. I don't blame them. Horrible, barren, inky things they are. OK, we've got some important information. It is from a woman who claims to be from a place called Den Bigshire. I've never heard of this place. No. Joe, she calls herself. Hello. I would like to ask, what are your favourite childhood memories? That's good. <laughs> like, you can have a league for childhood memories yeah. now. It's quite competitive. We'll probably come second after Walliams. Yeah, Walliams is, <laughs> Walliams is childhood memories. Oh, fantastic. Heavenly. <laughs> Russells and Nulls are Your awful. memories, look at them, they're disgusting, sour, bitter little memories. <laughs> I would like that. I got that No, you go on, you first. What are your, have you got a childhood memory? I have just the one. I'm going to judge this childhood <laughs> dark, memory. Dark room, screaming for mum. <laughs> no, I do have one about a weeping willow. I saw a weeping willow when I was... I think it's the first mm. memory I had. Go on, what happened? And I saw a weeping willow in the sh sort of shape of a ghost. It was right. at night. I was camping. Yeah. And, uh... I thought it was a real ghost. And Let I me didn't... tell you what Walliams saw. He saw a weeping willow, the leaves of it parted, and outburst a lovable transvestite <laughs> saying I'm a lady. So his childhood memory oh. is much, much better than yours. But let's, let's see the end. again to Walliams. Third, Matt Lucas has got a, a yeah. memory where a sycamore tree <laughs> coughed up a little bit of blood. Well, when I reveal <laughs> Walliams, not even to be a human, but a grey squirrel, <laughs> I'll get the last laugh. There we are, then. It's, he's been reduced to that. My, here come, this lady, Jo, has come up with her own childhood this memory. This lady, Jo. Yeah, this lady. That's who she is. You've got... No, when you're doing a radio show, you introduce the characters, yeah? yeah. If I just go Jo, people go... Painting pictures. Who the hell is Jo? <laughs> They'll say in a deep, harsh baritone. That is why I've painted, yes, quite rightly, a, a linguistic What's picture. What's she wearing, this lady, Jo? Jo is dressed now in... She's wearing chain mail. She's got a big fake phallus made out of pine sticking oh, right out of the with corner. With monkey skulls hanging from it. It's all monkey skulls dangling from they're charming little jaws. see-through top hat with goldfish in it. All in there. They're not even any liquid in it. They're swimming around in gas. They've had, that's heli Joe. They've had helium tablets. But that's what they're living on, these guys. It'll like Christmas balloons. It'll They'll sag later. They'll sag. But they're for now, they radiant. This is the bit you've got to enjoy. Now, here comes her memory. My mum and dad and I were driving home from a trip in Scotland when our car down. Not broke down, simply down. Yeah. OK? <laughs> we don't know where she's going, this Joe character, but by God, we'll we're now car down. We're her car, her car down. Now, perhaps this is a new linguistic style. So maybe she learnt English from Tarzan. Oh, <laughs> car down. Car down. Jane, you make me feel a feeling. It's deep inside of me. Iron bird, fly, car down. <laughs> this is it. This is the way to learn English. Bloody Tarzan. He came Swinging over here, in here with taking her childhood your... memories. Oh, and an awful language. He barely understands conjunction. Oh. Does he, Tarzan? He's missing out vital grammatical information. Tarzan. Jane's having you sex see with him. Beautiful, like calligraphy. It's glorious. Look Quite at surprising. it. Brass plate <laughs> is the style that Tarzan uses. He uses a quill, pulls it out of his tiny little brown trunks. <laughs> and there we go. It'll yeah. write something glorious, Gifts it looks for handwriting. like. 
That's this is. But we're, we're learning more about Tarzan's handwriting in a moment. But the, the grammar still, even when written, is terrible. I know. It's atrocious, really. You can like, barely string a sentence. Together. Barely string a sentence together. You read it there. It's mostly just racist Very slogans. Very strong though. Almost freakishly strong. Incredibly powerful. If ever you feel the embrace of Top Tarzan. Top half powerful. Bottom half quite weedy. <laughs> thin, weedy. <laughs> like there's there's thin Good like swimmer. the vines. Good swimmer. <laughs> of course, it's all upper body strength. He yes, gets out of the pool, then yeah. you see little chopsticks. Now listen, this is an important childhood. Memory from Joe, a woman, because she's wearing that top hat. Is this is car down travesty. This is the car down travesty. We're about to learn a little bit more about it. Car down. Across the road from where we parked was a library, and my dad took me with him to the library to call out road recovery. Now there may have been words there that she elected not to use, so that information. She's been economical. She's been economical with language. With the truth and she's, language. That woman uses language like a chancellor. She's a genius. The librarian, an elderly lady, told me that the building was closing down the next week and that all the books were being packed away. She said I could pick any book I'd like to take home with me and what did I choose? A paperback novelisation of a film, Bugsy Malone. A novelisation of a film, interesting choice. Because ah. they've novelised it. It weren't so novel. Cut, they've cut it down. They've cut it down. The way that she's cut down her memory. She's cut her memory down. She's abandoned verbs. She's abandoned all sorts of necessary pronouns. I read it in the recovery van. All the... I read it in the recovery van. <laughs> <laughs> what is a recovery van? It's like the memory van. <laughs> Hello. The recovery van. I wouldn't like to before dwell too long in there. I read it in a recovery van before I realised Tarzan was driving. <laughs> he's got no licence. <laughs> he's, he's not done any forms. He won't take a written test on he's the highway right code. He's wheels. He's got strong arms, but his little weedy legs couldn't reach the pedals. <laughs> the weight of his legs. <laughs> he just skates on top of the pedals, pretty much, is what he does. Don't ever let Tarzan drive. Is the pedals. His ten tiny toes, great big long, never cut oh, nails. What, pedal caresser? That's what the apes call him. <laughs> pedal you caresser. And what, the pedal caresser? King of He's the jungle. Building up his own upper body strength again, as usual. But look at his legs, just <laughs> lay there, draped across the floor like fox furs <laughs> around the neck of an unlovely aristocrat. Like Linguini with feet on the end. Horrible business. Like little shoes with great big buckles on it. The buckles are too heavy. The Linguini will snap. There's a message for us all there. As a bookworm, says Joe, the woman we've described her already. As a bookworm, oh, this is she new image. By night, she's like Batman. You know, Batman in the daytime. By day, is, she has a phallus and a see-through top hat. By of night, she, does. Bookworm, she bores through books. She bores straight through that book, absorbing oh. the information that's laid within. As a bookworm, it was a dream come true to be able to take a book off a library shelf and then go home with it. Although now I think about it, that lady may have encouraged me to commit an act of theft. Also, I think we had sex. Joe, why? Oh. The whole story's oh. been soured. It does make very clear that Joe was 16 at the time of that story. And 16? also. 16? That's not a childhood memory. Of course it's not. That's just something that happened recently if you are 16. Of weeks ago. Francis, how old are you? That's not even, it can't be a memory, it's not even happened yet for her. Exactly. Call that a memory, it's a future memory. Well, I'll tell you what, Go next on. time she is, oh, oh, that'll be a mnemonic for that last... It will be a powerful mnemonic. A bookworm oh, adventure. A, a bookworm adventure that I think is founded mostly on fabrication. Right, why don't we listen to David Bowie singing Fame? We'll compose ourselves. Ten minutes left of the show, have we got time to listen to Bowie yes, doing Fame? Courtney, I'll tell you what, just start guffawing information Courtney's across the airway. 
Take care of my right, from now on, we are going to raise you, Francis, <laughs> according to our mentality. Come up here on microphone. The way that Tarzan was raped by, raised by eight. Don't say rapes! <laughs> Don't say rapes when we're left alone with a 15-year-old girl, no! Sigmund Freud, we've dug him up. Uh, what Noel Fielding said then was inconsequential and does not obey any of my rules of psychiatry. It was not a Freudian slip, it was simply Noel Fielding's eating hubba-bubba aggressively. Francis, come over here, raised by goths. She's been raised by goths. Look at her. She's a glorious little gothic creature. She oh, doesn't want to come on mic. Don't victimise her. He can be daddy. I'll be mummy. Okay. I don't like the sounds of it. Robert Smithin. <laughs> she can be auntie. Yeah, because we are goth detectives. You may not know of our identity as goth detectives. We were on a oh, quiz show very recently. We're going to do that. We're doing that quiz show again, aren't we, we're Noel? Defending our title. Yep, we won that big fat quiz of the year. Didn't we? Using skill and intelligence. <laughs> and we're prepared to do the very same thing to retain our and who title. who did we beat, Russell? We beat Jonathan Ross. No, who did we beat, more importantly? Williams! Williams! King of the lesbians! Right. We thwarted him! <laughs> we took him down! We took him down to Chinatown! Oh, the lesbian backup he won! We showed him what time it is! There was lesbians everywhere, everywhere. it meant nothing! They were all weeping, me and <laughs> Russell had to go out on a canoe of tears! Lesbian, lesbian tears! tears. Oh. We flew out of there! We'd we glided across lesbian misery! our trophy! Gloriously, we held it aloft, and like a couple our... of Pele's kissing! With our new child Francis sitting in the trophy. That's the best image that I've had all day. And do you know what? I, the image I woke up to was an exploding, fiery moon. Let's listen to Fame by David Bowie, then we'll wrap up this thing we call radio that we make for you. If you weren't listening to this, we wouldn't make it. BBC Radio 2. Fame! Press the button, you pervert! Monkey hands, quick! What's wrong with you? He's, he's the again. producer. Normally, my mate Matt does this, who's never had a moment's training. Nick, who is professes to be a radio producer, just these clammy monkey hands oh. over there, groping across that circuit board. He's You've lost sleepwalking. it. sleepwalking. Look at him. You're not even here. You're a somnambulist. This is all happening in one of his dreams. Well, what do you suggest? Where's one of my songs? This has been a travesty. None of his songs have been played. Been Play played. one of his songs. He's come here in good faith. It's, has he played that? <laughs> Take that off. What's wrong with you? Oh, have you got has had a breakdown. Right, OK. Nick Phillips, well, the only thing for you to do is to resign now. You've done that in front of Courtney Love's little daughter, Frances. She's blue come eyes. here just with her lovely little blue peepers. You might as well get Tarzan in here working the controls. <laughs> with his feet, his thin, spindly little legs would have been more useful than your bloody hands. Are you going to put Chuck Berry on Johnny Be Good? Put that on, then. Put on the torn of rock and roll and think about what you've done. This is... Chuck bloody Berry. Have you even balls that up now? Oh. What are you doing? <laughs> right, this is Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm here live with Noel Fielding in London. Corny Love is in the lavatory. Francis is watching. We are trying our level best to hold together this radio show but while the BBC... Producer. Our producer. Like Tarzan. Very much like Tarzan. Is of <laughs> little or no, no use. In, in what are you doing? He's just walking out. We're in the tent. <laughs> Okay, so this is now a new thing we're experimenting with. It's called Dardaist Music uh, and Radio. Right, now put Kate Bush back on while we try and resolve this giddy lunacy. You're listening to Russell Brown on Radio 2, Radio X, and I want to bear. Bush, 
there that you were listening to Kate Bush through Russell Brown on Radio 2. Kate Bush was brought in then as a troubleshooter because there was so much <laughs> chaos. Now, it comes to something when Kate Bush has to be used as a bridge between she insanity. In, she she danced in in a little green leotard, and thank <laughs> God she did, because all before that was despairing and madness. Now, this show is nearly at an end, but we've got a poet laureate to make some sort of summary about it. It's Mr G, how you're going to turn this into anything formulated and structured is uh, <laughs> baffling to me, but let's hear it anyway. Please welcome with atmosphere, Mr G. All right, yes, hey. here he is. Okay, this poem is called Wogan's Den. Of dreams we weaved and wasabi cleaned, in Wogan's Den we speak. Of confused moons and fire consumed, and our producers obviously needing some sleep. There's pleasuring showers and dreadlock power that astronauts eat as treats. There's grasshopper grooming and Ameri excuse me, grey squirrel skewing, and now Noel's Facebook is complete. So would you vote for Mayor Brands to make decisions across the land from Wogan's den and speak? He'll probably make a start to top the lesbian charts and demand a hundred gasps that he can keep. With lost legs barbecued now making the news and Courtney rushes to speak, tune into Radio 2 and see what else we can do. Something brand spanking new for next week. There he is, Mr. G, using language to stitch together some semblance of normality from what can only be described as madness. Thank God for Kate Bush is all I can say. Word what? weaver. What? He's weaved words. He used, he's just weaved them together. He made sentences. Some of them rhymed. It was incredible what just went on. No, I you... think you should get Kate in as your producer. Kate, <laughs> Kate Bush is going to be my first phone call the minute this show ends. It's to Kate you Bush. you can put up with that erratic dancing, I think I, she I'll could I'll tolerate anything just to have her on the team, Noel. I don't care what she does. Just... Monkey hands, you're out. This you. <laughs> You've you great big, fisted <laughs> fool. You sleep, you've got a great big lazy fist like something kind of butcher's slab. You've oh. been chaotic, you've brought shame and disgrace to this show, and that is not easily achieved. Who would have thought that the opening link where we mentioned beetle rape would have been a highlight of professionalism? <laughs> there, damn you, Nick, damn you to hell. Well, let's thank everyone that's uh, participated in this show. There was Courtney Love, she's still offering about in the background. You're right, dear. I had a smoke. You had a smoke, not in the building, though, because no, it's Banned. It's against the BBC's yeah. policies. As are competitions. That was not a competition there. And fun she and just skipping. Huh? And fun There'll and be skipping. no fun and skipping. That, that'll stop. Sometimes Wogan, you see him stifle a skip <laughs> under a desk. They just his little knees rattle underneath there. He comes in here at night, doesn't he, when it's dark? He does it then. Skips about. That's how much he loves to skip. He skips naked round here. If you was, were to linger for a few more hours. He's the nudie skip kid. He's the nudie skip kid. The door would open. You'd hear Wogan coming here, just wearing a pyjama top, not pyjama bottoms. Oh. Taut, buoyant, stiff, burgeoning <laughs> with life. There's Wogan skipping. So, skipping okay, about. hold on. Who have we got to thank? Water boatman. Look, we've got to don't talk about water boatmen because they can't walk on the surface of the water it's all a lie now come on let's get to the bottom of something <laughs> don't look at me quizzically um, i'm busting myths right who have we got to thank squirrel man robin page thank you very much for bringing us your bonkers prejudice sleep expert dr chris Izzy i chai yeah. there were some other people that helped oh, us rainbow the lesbian. George. Lovely? rainbow george who will be here next week we're going to work out if we're going to try and become <laughs> mayors of london the frosty lesbian the fr uh, <laughs> don't call her a frosty lesbian she was a cocoa pop <laughs> Lovable gale. I See like how her. we slide down the charts. <laughs> you're gonna, you're never gonna be loved by the lesbians after that. She was lovely, oh, Geraldine. Lovely Dutch she was lesbian. Lovely. Of course she is. See, that's why Williams is sitting oh. at the summit because yeah. of that. It's because of your attitude. Right. Okay then. So hey. Matt Morgan, 
Matthew Morgan, enjoy Matthew your Morgan. holiday, you idle boy. Okay, and right, okay, so that's everything. Thank you very much for listening to us. No, you have been such a, a wonderful. Well, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is you are. I can't think of a noun. You're a man, I suppose. <laughs> you have been a wonderful man. It's been lovely to have you here. God knows what a will happen to us next week. wrapped in newspaper. They're pretty much like that, just swathed in print, swaddled like a papier mache balloon that never, never was. And okay. Y- what about you? What about me? You don't get the thanks you hey, deserve. Do you know, people don't notice that, do you they? You with your dreadlock, with your skull on the end of it. I'm just trying to help. Like some sort just... of voodoo nitwit. <laughs> <laughs> this is a voodoo gallows for a little metal skull. <laughs> well, that's, I think we should all thank you. Thank you. Not only thank you, but push you over and lick you. What happens you. when I'm down there? I get licked. Oh, that's when the licking starts. That's when Wogan comes in and... He's going to river dance all over my over spine. <laughs> oh, God bless you, Wogan. Look, the news is on now. If you're wondering what's happening in the world, this lady's going to tell you. She's called Andrea Simmons. This is BBC Radio 2, online on digital and on 88 to 91 FM Radio 2. Love you, boy, boy, boy.